The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome to Hardly Kayfabe, or as I like to say, Hardly Kayfabe. Clap, 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 clap. I am one of your hosts. I am Johnny Towns, and I'm joined by Chris Chavez. What's up? That's me. And live from his desk at work, Matt Johnson. This is might as well be a boiler room, right? It kind of oh, looks like it. It's yeah. like a bunker, it's a underground bunker. <laughs> I'm waiting, on, I'm waiting on mankind to jump from that top there. This <laughs> baby boy. Yeah. <laughs> Playing with one of his pet rats. <laughs> yeah. What's going on, fellas? How are we doing today? Doing good. Doing good. Looks like you're having a good time in the boiler room. Yeah. Hey, I always wanted to get paid for podcasting. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Technically, you're living the dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, today's topic, fellas, is a doozy. I had uh, eras, and of course, if you're going to do eras, you got to start it off with with this is a, this isn't even a debate here. The biggest era ever in professional wrestling, and that, of course, is the Attitude Era. Oh, I thought it was going to be the Doink Era. No, because <laughs> that's like multiple eras, isn't it? <laughs> we we combine all those hey, eras well, in well. one. Honestly, the Doink era is still going on. I mean, he's been he's been deceased, unfortunately, for almost ten years, and he still pops up on independent wrestling. Yeah, shows. it's wild. Yeah, yeah, it's That's wild. Crazy. Ghost Doink, Go- crazy, crazy. But no, no this but- is a good choice for an era, there, uh, Johnny. Heck uh, yeah. You know, there's a, there's a, there's quite a few eras you can kind of go with. Um, you know, just big bolt eras. But I think the importance of the Attitude Era is is just you know everybody knew about pro wrestling oh yeah right we the era we live in now you can go up to your next door neighbor you can go up to your grandfather and be like hey who's the wwe champion right now <laughs> and they'd have no idea they would have no sticking clue back in the attitude era your teacher my teacher was like yeah the rock's the man <laughs> yeah but that's how crazy it was yeah yeah for sure for sure now according to my sources <laughs> Cough, 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 Wikipedia. Cough. <laughs> not Meltzer? Attitude. Not Meltzer? No, okay. no, no, not Meltzer. No, no, I can't afford him. <laughs> the Attitude Era was from December 15th, 1997, all the way to May 6th, 2002. But I think most people just look at it as from when Brett screwed Brett to uh, – I've bought WCW, right? That's kind of the main. That's yeah. So in preparation for today's episode, I watched a few YouTube videos, right? And they're all ones claiming to cover. This is the era. And they all start at different places. And there was one that talked about all of these, you know, there's like seven or eight different versions of where it started and who you ask. Even Vince McMahon says, you know, for him, it started when he cut that attitude promo, uh, you know, um, but there was an interview with Bruce Pritchard. You guys know about this one where he talks about it was a show uh, a Monday Night Raw, I believe, where uh, Shawn Michaels was out being interviewed by Jr. and Undertaker was home. He wasn't going to be wrestling that night. And Shawn Michaels started calling out the undertaker saying if he was a man, he'd face him in the ring that night. Like he just cut a promo on him, did all this stuff was being a complete jackass about it was dropping curse words, like all kinds of stuff. And uh, apparently it had to be heavily edited. 
uh, JR it was the one that they were actually recording. Remember they used to do the recording and then the live, the, the back and forth oh, yeah. every other week. So this was one that was going to be recorded and, and Sean knew that. So he knew he could say whatever he wanted and they just edit it out. Right. Um, but he called out the undertaker and everyone in the crowds waiting for the, they're just hype, right? Cause you're in the crowd, you're hearing the undertaker get called out and you're waiting for those lights to go off at some point that night. And it never happens. And apparently people go home thinking, wow, like the undertaker was too afraid to face Shawn Michaels and word got back to taker and he was pissed, but he wasn't the only person that was pissed. Apparently Pritchard was pissed. Cause he's like, that's not what we talked about. Uh, you know, McMahon was, everybody was pissed. And when McMahon was about to go back in and, and like remount Shawn Michaels some more, he kind of stopped for a second and he just thought to himself, the reaction, he was thinking about the reaction that happened. And he looks at Pritchard and he goes, as a matter of fact, maybe we should go that route because that kid had attitude and that's what we need. We need to have more Mm -hmm. attitude. And so Pritchard said he really believes that that was the moment that the attitude era was uh, was uh, started. But like you said, Johnny, Wikipedia has one thing and YouTube will tell you it was the you know, it was the curtain call that did it. Uh, there's other ones that will tell you it was the first 316, uh, you know, promo on Jake the Snake. It, they're all over the place. Right. I was told that I, I was. Well, another one that I've been told is when Bret Hart pushed Vince McMahon on the ground, he was doing a. It was right when Brett was starting to turn heel. Yeah. And uh, Vince McMahon was doing an interview and he was pissed at him about something and he shoved him on the ground. I've heard that one too. But I mean, that's the cool thing about this attitude era is that you really can't pinpoint one specific thing. Right. Um, you know, but it, it's, it, it is all over the place. It is, it, it's, it's really neat. But personally, um, I'm right where Johnny, uh, what Johnny said. I, I kind of find the, the start of the attitude era once. Bret Hart was kind of uh, yeah. screw jobbed out. That, that, so that's where I t- tend to officially identify it. I agree. I agree. Cause you're seeing so much change happening in happening in 97. You're seeing the rock go from, you know, baby face to all of a sudden now he's taken over the nation of domination. Um, yeah. You know, you've got stone cold just on the rise, like, like crazy. You got mankind, you got undertaker. I mean, it was just like all of these things that were happening, the Sean undertaker feud, you know what I mean? Uh, like you said, when, um, when Bret Hart goes heel and creates the, the, the new heart foundation, you know what I mean? Like there's all of these things in that year that were so magical. It's hard to pinpoint, but it, all of it working together literally births this, 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 this era that, you know, this is what Johnny wants to talk about. And I think it's one of the best, you know, parts of wrestling to talk about. Absolutely. And of course, we, we all, even though it may be tough to just actually officially pinpoint the beginning and the end, I think we can all agree that the pinnacle of it is when uh, an old lady gave birth to a hand. <laughs> that's, that's obviously the climax of it all. Uh, I will never forget that night I, that I watched it live on TV. Oh, I was watching here. with my dad and uh, we were watching it. Cause you know, it, it was, it was bad. Like pro wrestling WF attitude era was bad as far as like a level of like uh, the mature kind of content put out. And oh, uh, yeah. he's seen that and he grabbed the remote and he turned the channel. He said, you're never allowed to watch wrestling again. <laughs> <laughs> Vince McMahon ruined it for the kids. The kids are like, what the hell, man? I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. He goes, but, you can watch WCW. I'm like, oh. But, but think <laughs> Which, it, yeah, right? Yeah. It works, though, because think about it, right? Because that also helps. That really helps kind of be more of a draw to younger boys they're like well how do i sneak watching this now like then you start talking about it with your oh, friends you know what i mean I thought you meant, uh, like like when i'm a young kid oh man i'm gonna talk to my friends at school about this hand being born <laughs> you know, like, how did the hell that happen you well know? you know well, you did, did though you were talking to your friends like who were into this thing like did you yeah. see that did you watch that episode yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh man all right well i think we should um, at the end of this, I definitely want to talk about how the Attitude Era kind of fills in today's climate. But before we do that, uh, I think we should have some fun with it. You know, this is the this is kind of the era that we, the three of us, we're not all the same age, but we're not too far off from each other. And this is kind of the era that we all sort of grew up with, or at least got, really got us uh, hooked into pro wrestling. Absolutely. Um, so let's let's discuss... Uh, obviously, Stone Cold would be the biggest name to yeah. come out of this. 
uh, you know, his feud with McMahon would probably be one of the biggest storylines ever in pro wrestling. Uh, the, he would obviously become one of the biggest draws ever in pro wrestling. Uh, you know, the Stone Cold uh, Steve Austin really came from, uh, man, like came from a, basically being unwanted and unused in other companies to, uh, wow. Uh, or misused. Second, or misused, yeah. And the second you hear, and to, even today, the second that you hear that, uh, you know, the crashing of the glass, you're thinking Stone Cold's coming out. Yep, yep, yep. That, for me, is like one of the greatest entrances of all time for me. Like, you're, you know, you're right with that, Johnny. So Stone, the Attitude Era brought me back to wrestling. I grew up watching it as a, a little kid, and I watched old NWA and WCW, you know, you know, like the, the Rock and Roll Express, those guys in the, in the late to mid to late 80s. I'm a little kid watching that stuff. Um, attitude Area brought me back, and it was Stone Cold. It was the dude that had the attitude. This was not like what you saw before. You know, this was a guy who was was drinking beer and shaking his neck. And, and he was just, he legit looked like a bad ass. Right. And when you're a young teen boy going through changes, you know, your bodies, you're like awkward, whatever it is, you see this dude who's got confidence and is a badass and takes shit from no one. It's like, this is gold. Like, how do I emulate this? What do I do to be that? Right. And that's what drew us to drew me back to wrestling. Um, and yeah, Stone Cold, man, Stone Cold for me is, is it's a, it's forever. He'll go down as one of the greatest of all time. No, first undoubtedly. So man, Stone Cold, he's actually really crazy. When you put, when you kind of look at the years, he was like the top guy, how short of a window that he yeah. actually had as he was the top guy, but his, his run was legitimately the attitude. I mean, so was the rocks. I mean, rock at the end of the attitude era, he was, he became a part-timer, but um, I mean, stone cold reign of dominance really was the, uh, again, you know, pretty much the start and, and the finish of the attitude era. You know, you look at John Cena's uh, you know, reign of terror, so to speak. And it lasted like, you know, probably 10, 12 years. Austin was only really on top for three or four. Mm -hmm. But those years were, you know, that, that very short window of time is way more memorable than John Cena's 10 plus years on top 10, 12, you know, whatever it was. Um, but that's uh, Austin changed everything. Hey, you are right. You know, I mean, people, I learned about the middle finger from Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. I learned a lot. Of, this is part, probably also the reason why I wasn't allowed to watch wrestling anymore. Uh, I learned the middle finger from Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, you know, you learned what true guy. puppies were. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I learned. I mean, well, we learned about suck it. We'll talk about that <laughs> a little bit, I'm sure. But you know what I mean? Yeah. When, when, you just, when your mom sends you to your room you're just, and it's kind of gross now that you think about it, you know, <laughs> just do that. And it's, you know, um, but anyways, but yeah, Stone Cold was, was massive. He was, uh, I mean, he was everything, every single raw, every single SmackDown he showed up. And when that glass shattered, like Chris said, the crowd erupted, like, like it, it, they have to artificially make it that loud nowadays. Yeah. They have to artificially make crowd reactions that loud nowadays. Steve Austin, anytime he walked in the building, he was a real deal. Um, it, it was, you know, he's a huge merchandise guy. He's one of the top baby faces. He walked, he towed this line too, where, um, you know, the, the clean cut baby face wasn't really that anymore. And Shawn Michaels kind of had a, a lead in to do that, but Stone Cold really took it over the top where he was just beating the crap out of everybody. Mm -hmm. He was beating up everybody. His whole DTA attitude, baby face heel. You didn't know he was going to hit you with that stunner. And it was the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. Um, it, it, it really was. I, it, and it stinks because like when I came back into wrestling, Stone Cold was, was retired. You know, I came back in around 2003 and I just knew him as the guy who just kind of showed up and stunned people. <laughs> and it, I think that's a, a, an impression that a lot of people just, just kind of get from him, uh, retrospectively but mm -hmm. the dude can work too and he worked a really good style you know he didn't have oh, this yeah. he didn't have his hulk up he didn't have a five moves to doom the dude went out there and actually like he wrestled legit matches and he was he was he was great um it, it was it's, it's really fun to watch a stone cold steve austin match even even to this day yeah. even before he was stone cold if you watch his matches in wcw you could tell hollywood blondes yeah, yeah. yeah yeah the guy could definitely go definitely uh, of course uh he had stone cold i mean he was so big 
that I definitely remember in high school, uh, if kids were into wrestling, they were either wearing a, a Stone Cold shirt or an yeah. NWO shirt. Yeah, those are the two shirts, you know. Oh, yeah. 316 was everywhere. Yeah. Austin 316. Or just the one of just his head, big old bald head. Yeah. With rattlesnake the on shirt. the back. Yeah. 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 Uh, so those are the two. It was either the either a Stone Cold shirt or an NWO shirt, and that's what you wore to school. Yeah. Pretty much. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, uh, of course, you had him. Uh, uh, Vince McMahon became a character, uh, you know, uh, obviously that's another big one. And, and the rock, we kind of already dropped his name. Uh, you know, those were, I would say those would be your big three right there, but then you have oh, some yeah. guys under that, like, uh, Mick Foley, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, you had under that. Like, I think he's just like, uh, those three guys are, are the S tier. And then just, just, just right under that, you got mankind and undertaker and um kane kane i'll definitely throw in there yeah and dx yeah uh but that's why this era really did well i think it had a lot to do i mean not just with them trying to push the envelope but also with the talent that they had they had some really good talent uh, to be able to do this some entertaining talent that really helped uh you know even the undercard uh they had some man good gosh you know uh owen was still there at this time yeah uh, Ken Shamrock, I love me some Shamrock, Shamrock. yeah. Yep. Uh, D'Lo Brown, uh, I mean, all these names you can throw in there. Uh, you know, Farouk. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can't go wrong there. Uh, you know, even Al Snow with head, you know, uh, even yeah. that was huge. Yeah, you're right, though. Isn't that crazy, though? Like, that was like our mid card back in the day, like Val Venus, the yeah. Godfather, like, uh, and, and just <laughs> Val Venus it, and it, the Salami. Crazy. Yeah, Kai and Tyre, whatever. Yeah, but 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 it's like, and these guys, you know, they eventually fizzled out and stuff. But these were like our mid cards. Like when I was watching SmackDown and in Raw in 2003, like mid card was like Randy Orton, Chris Jericho, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, John Cena was on the up and up. And back then, like Val Venus was that guy. Val, you know, Val Venus was that mid card guy, and 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 so much more. The roster is deep. You know, these guys yeah. all come back, these part, these guys, when they came back, when they were doing like on again, off again matchups, it was, it was crazy that, that the whole roster top to bottom looked like this at one point, like even in retrospect, there wasn't a, I don't, I, I would dare say there wasn't a single hole in, in the WWF roster and, and throughout the attitude era. You were making a, you made a comment about, you know, guys like Val Venus or Godfather. When Godfather's music came on the whole tree, you know, that when that came on, what a pop that game, not, not to the level of stone cold, but man, everyone in that crowd was jumping up. Right. And they were all saying the whole, you know what I mean? And dancing and like people got into it and it was this, it was, like I said, there was an, it's a magical time. There was just so much, so many little pieces and ingredients that put this whole thing together. That was like, if you don't have the certain writers that they had at the time, if you didn't have certain, you know, guys that were called sitting in gorilla calling the shots or, you know, cutting this promo. And even at the time, talent was given much more freedom with creative direction than what came after. Right. Because then it became this kind of thing of, we saw what worked. Let's keep trying to do this. Oh, you don't want to do it anymore. Well, we have to have control and we're going to say, you can't have that control anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then then fully agree. And then during the same era, you had, uh, you know, Edge and Christian kind of coming up. Yeah, you had, yeah, the brood. You had, the, you know, you had the Dudley Boys kind of show yep. up there. The, the Hardys. Tails in and the Hardys, of course. Uh, these are all just legendary tag teams that really got started during this era. Yeah, it, it, it definitely stood out. And you guys, you know, Chris hit the nail right on the head about the, uh, the these expanded you know, it just, everybody felt unique, you know, now everybody feels so cookie cutter. And I know we try to avoid the here and now, at, at least from WWE's side, but also back then they didn't have a team of 30 writers, you know, trying to put right. a show together. It was bookers. It was Jim Cornette. It was Pritchard. It was Vince is Vince McMahon. It was um, Vince Russo for a period of time. And they made the decisions. They, you know, they, let, they, they trust the guys enough to kind of do it. And then once it became too corporate, mm-hmm. just everything, I mean, everything changed, but that, that was the good thing about this era was that it was very uh, loosey goosey, so to speak. And, and right. everybody got to, um, everybody got to be themselves. They weren't molded. They, uh, you know, they weren't molded into what they, 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 they weren't. 
and everybody got played to their strengths and, and everybody was, you know, memor- uh, memorialized yeah. pretty much to that era. They're coming out of the 70s, you know, 60s, 70s and 80s where it's almost like the Wild West, right? Like there's it's complete lawlessness at times. And then as they're moving into the 90s, you're seeing them come out of that lawlessness and they have to start, you know, civilizing themselves right but there's still freedom you can still do these kinds of things it's not until the town becomes a full-fledged town that it's like okay we have to have laws we have to have rules you know what i mean and that's that's how this this it's it's like it was the wild west days it was the days where you know at times it was lawless dude look at some of the stuff you see on tv and like jenny said we'll get to this later it would definitely like you you wouldn't even think think to see that on television nowadays you know what i mean yeah, all yeah, correct. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, when I was doing some research for this, uh, I came across two lists that I really want to go over. Mm-hmm. And um, one of those, of course, is the top storylines during the Attitude Era. Ah, uh, yeah. So uh, I kind of figured we could kind of discuss some of these. Uh, I'm going to skip Brett. Screwed Brett because we already kind of discussed that last episode. Yeah, so we don't Correct, really. Need, yeah, so we don't really need to go back over that. But the next one that's on this list, uh, we we always quote this thing. Uh, it was me, Austin. It was me all along. <laughs> and that, of course, uh, that is the Black Wedding slash Greater Power storyline. This is according to the Sportster.com. This is great. And. Uh, the gist of it is, of course, the Undertaker has kidnapped Stephanie McMahon, and I definitely remember this when they're mm-hmm. bringing her to the ring on that. It's not really a cross, but it's kind of like a Celtic-looking yeah. cross-ish type thing. Yeah, uh, you know, and uh, you don't know who the greater power is until, of course, Vinnie Mac blows <laughs> <laughs> our minds with the, one of the greatest uh, reveals. Not because we didn't think that's who it was, but just because just so good. Uh, you know, you can say a lot, there's a lot of garbage we can say about Vince McMahon. That's true. But the one thing I will say is uh, his acting slash how he reacts to things is some of my favorite stuff. <laughs> Dude, one of the things I, yes. saw, I saw on this yes. video about Attitude Era was that when he took on this role, right, of Mr. McMahon, he came from the old school days. He came from the old school days where it was you stay kayfabe. And they were showing all these clips of when he went on morning shows, when everybody was against Attitude Area. And they're like, you're ruining children. This is not good for children. And like, there was one where, who was it? Um, who's the guy from Good Morning America who got in trouble and got fired? I can't remember his name now. Lauer? Uh, yeah, Matt Lauer. He's got Matt Lauer there. And he's like, getting in his face. And he's like, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. You have no idea what you're talking about. You're talking dangerously now. And I'm like, he looks like he's trying to threaten the guy. You know what I mean? I'm like, wow. Wow, dude. Well, from what I've gathered, yeah, the Mr. Man like gimmick or character was really just, I mean, Vince amplified yeah. a whole yeah. lot. I mean, you hear all sorts of different stories about him, mixed reactions. You hear, you know, he's a he's a very caring and loving person, but a very shrewd businessman. Also, don't um, sneeze. Yes, do not sneeze. Yeah. Hates things that he can't control. Yep. Um, one of the, those sort of things. But yeah, Vince McMahon was very protective of it. It was making him, a, you know, he made at least a million dollars, maybe even a billion, who knows, off of professional wrestling. Wow. And nobody, absolutely nobody to that point, no, not a single promoter, not an entity, uh, not certainly not a wrestler, had, you know, had really made that kind of money off of pro wrestling. He was a trailblazer. He was very, very protective over his art, which, you know, again, all these uppity, uh, you know, all, all these uppity news anchors and stuff try to call him out on it, but it's like, you know, what? Yeah. Go, go call out MTV and, and some of the filth that they put on, or, you know, go call out these places that some of these, you know, we're, we're pretty, it's a lot, you know, I can go yeah. on it side rant about that but like Vince McMahon was doing nothing as far as the content of, of pro wrestling at that time what Vince McMahon was producing it was nothing it was nothing brand new mm-hmm. um they knew for wrestling but not brand new for television uh, at that point in time not at all right no no uh so the next one that's got on here is of course Sable Oof. and uh the man, puppies and their puppies of course you know it started out she was actually uh, married to Mark Merrow mm-hmm. and from Buffalo, he, New York, by the way, yep, yep. Buffalo, yeah. New York, Mark and he wouldn't let her show her puppies. Like it was yep. a big deal. 
And the then jealousy I, thing, yeah. I like to this day, and I was a teenager, so I was ripe old age for this. I remember her where her uh, quote unquote wearing those hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Uh, that my balls me, dropped that day. That made, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that made uh, me a man. <laughs> yes. I went like, Mom, look at rustlings on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mom, can you bring me a chicken pot pie? She's <laughs> <laughs> like, your dad in there with you? No, it's just me, Ma. <laughs> but I'll take two. I'm hungry now. <laughs> Ma, meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and now she's, uh, you know, uh, um, Mrs. Brock Lesnar. So way to go. Yeah, her. that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Pretty wild. Pretty wild. Uh, so it also has on this list, uh, we won't discuss this because this is on a previous episode, Mick Foley winning the gold. Yep. Uh, the next thing it's got is Kurt Angle and Stephanie McMahon, Triple H, uh, Love Triangle. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's what Man, you Kurt Angle. Yep. Kurt Angle kind of came at the uh, more towards the end of the yeah. Attitude Era. Yeah. It's kind of when he started. And man, what? Uh, it's obviously a great wrestler. I, yeah. I love Attitude Era Kurt Angle. <laughs> he just shamed, like, he like shamed people. He was yeah. like, he was like, uh, he's like a Karen. He was like, you know, like like a Karen that's mm-hmm. like, let me speak to the manager. Mm-hmm. That's how he was. He was like, oh, I'm so clean cut. You know, I'm gonna Mr. drink gold. some milk and Mr. Olympic gold medalist. Yeah, with like, a brick everything, fro- broken freaking neck. <laughs> everything that like Stone Cold, the rock, and the attitude stood for. Kurt Angle went out there and did the opposite thing, and mm-hmm. it was so funny. Yeah, uh, he was so funny at the way he handled it. And I, th- I appreciate Kurt Angle more so for that. I think he was the perfect. Like he had a lot of attitude, like later on in his career when he started taking the straps down and and all that stuff. But man, attitude era Kurt Angle is probably my favorite Kurt <laughs> version of Kurt Angle. He was just just so funny, and he was also he's also so good that he could do comedy, and you still took him seriously when he was yeah wrestling. yeah right yeah oh and yeah, a, and that is a tough line to follow there because a lot of guys will tell you that being a comedy wrestler is is not easy you know mm-hmm. and it just kind of pigeonholes you at times depending mm-hmm. on who you are but Kurt Angle was was able to uh you do com did we just lose Johnny oh god I hope not he'll I be back shut this he'll be he'll back, be back. It's <laughs> there he is. There, I crashed for a second. There, I'm back here. Okay, all right, start fresh. <laughs> He's narcoleptic. Yeah, <laughs> my internet connection is unstable, is what it's telling me. Oh, that's fun. Your internet yeah. connection uh, needs Prozac. It does, it's not stable <laughs> whatsoever. Uh, it's just <laughs> it's the Mick Foley of internets. Yeah, <laughs> uh, where was I at? Do you guys remember? We're just finishing Angle. up on Kurt Angle, yeah. Well, basically, he's just able to do comedy and then still be yeah. taken seriously, and that's that's pretty incredible. Not a lot of people can do that. Yeah, typically, because if you're if you're trying to push the comedy angle, you're you're looked at as oh, you must not have the talent to actually wrestle, right? You're so you're yeah. coming across with a gimmick that that's here to make people to be the clown, to be the doink. Yeah, basically, and ironically enough, some of those goofy character ones are some of yeah. the better, like better, like technical wrestlers. Yeah, uh, Eugene was one. Nick Dinsmore is a fantastic wrestler, and um, but but that's neither here nor there. But but yeah, usually that you, you throw out a, a goofy gimmick, and uh, you're almost set up to fail in a way. Mm-hmm. But but Kurt definitely Kurt made it work. Kurt made it work, and he did. He, he became a legend because of it. Yeah. Side note: uh, I'm still watching WCW, and I'm in the 2000s. Uh, on nitros and uh, i'm in the era of lent storm and i forgot how much i love lent storm because he's like this very serious guy but he opens up every promo with if i can be serious for a moment <laughs> it's me every time even though i know it's coming uh, one of the greatest uh, unheralded catchphrases ever in my opinion is lent storm saying if i can be serious for a moment 
right. So the next one is someone's trying to kill Steve Austin. This, of course, is when he gets hit by the car. Uh, Who was today. driving the car? That's right. And uh, I, I can tell you this, as a Rikishi fan at this time, it broke my heart when I found out that it was him. <laughs> Even if he was doing it for The Rock. I, I was very upset that Rikishi would do this. <laughs> he broke your heart. It was a very, it was crazy. Like I, I just rewatched, like I said, I just rewatched it again today, and like the reaction from like Vince McMahon and Stephanie and Shane, who are you know they've all been embroiled in a feud with Stone Cold Steve Austin. I think it, what happened at what Survivor Series '99, I want to say, I think it happened at Survivor Series '99, and uh, just to see the reaction and they sold it so well. Like Vince looked like, like legitimately angry and concerned, and uh, and all of them did. It was it was it was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. Heck yeah! So Austin could have bumped a little bit better, but eh, you know, <laughs> you, you, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be like, hey, Stone Cold, you, you know, you know, sold the car, but um, <laughs> he didn't sell the car good enough. But um, but no, I mean that was surreal. People legit thought that Austin got into an accident, mm-hmm, got yeah. hit by a car, and it was a. That comeback, I mean, that was a 10-month-long storyline. He came back, I think, 10 months later. And how many, it was, how many takes uh, do you think they did? Boy. Oh, God. <laughs> was it one and done? I think it's one and done. <laughs> I think it was live. It yeah. sounded like it was oh, live. Yeah, was it? Yeah, yeah. But you know that they shot that backstage. They had to. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then the, this says, uh, this is, we're going to end on this on the storylines. Uh, Undertaker's long-lost brother, Kane, being uh, yeah. It's got to be, it's got to be Kang, guys. Uh, what an introduction to a character, you know, Kang. Man, he became one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know everybody loves Undertaker. Don't get me wrong, Undertaker's great, but I was a Kane guy through and through. <laughs> I love the music. I love the music. It was really yeah. neat. I thought it was the coolest thing that he made, fi- like, he had the fire pyrotechnics mm-hmm. in, the, in the ring corner. I was like, this is a, this is incredible. This is new. This is unique. And uh, it, he, and of course, the mask had just had so much mystique uh, to him. But yeah, Kane was great, and it was cool. You, you got to watch him grow as a character throughout the entire Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. He started to open up a little bit more. Like, right, he started talking. He had the little uh, the, yeah. the voice thing, the, the little. What They're are they coming right for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Suck it. But <laughs> <laughs> he was with X Pac for a little bit. But uh, Kane was Kane was. Uh, yeah, Kane. Kane was really cool. He, uh, yeah, he, you know, he was one of those guys who didn't need titles. He just needed to be a monster, go out there and destroy people, and he was all the better for it. And he yeah. looked good doing it, right? Like the buildup and anticipation was was a big thing. The way it was revealed, the storyline behind it, like even that, it's almost like a horror movie, right? The the fire, the the whole thing. Um, and then just the complete kind of contrast. You have the Undertaker, black and purple and dark, and then Kane comes out and there's red, and every all the lighting's red, and it's just this kind of like the contrast was amazing. And you you made a comment about the mask there, Matt. My favorite one was, I mean, was the one that's the least you know practical one where he was completely covered. That for me was yeah. like that was scary. You didn't know what was under there. Yeah, he had like the black eyeshadow thing, and yeah. so you couldn't really get a glimmer of his face. You do all these creepy the white, head tilts, the white uh, contacts he in was, his eyes. Yeah, he was legit like Michael Myers. It was the craziest thing. It was awesome, craziest thing. Awesome, yeah, definitely an awesome character. Uh, so now I also found another list <laughs> that is uh, that talks about the storylines during the Attitude Era that made no sense. <laughs> Uh, and one of the top ones, of course, is, and I'm just going to read how they titled this. This again is the sportster.com, and that is Choppy Choppy Your Pee Pee. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best, dude. That's the best. Um, I'm always going to have a fond memory of Val Venus because I, at the, at the height of the Attitude Era, I got to go see a live uh, house show in Tampa and, uh, and I got to meet him. That was one of the things I got. We got these tickets where we got box seats and everything. And we got to re- meet a couple wrestlers. And he was the one that I got to meet. And he was a totally cool guy. Like, he was just like, hi, how are you? You know, saying hi to everyone, taking pictures, signing autographs. And when you're a huge fan, right? It was just kind of like a fan of wrestling. You know, it didn't matter who it was. It was like, dude, that's fucking Val Venus, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not even your yeah. favorite, but it was just cool to be in the presence of a real professional wrestler at that was time. Was he wearing a so. Uh, no, no, he came out with his trunks and stuff. He didn't have a shirt on. He came in with the trunks and stuff. And, but yeah, dude, it was cool. It was, a, it was kind of a cool thing. Man, 
I love yeah. me some Val. I don't know if you want to say that now. Head, no, 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 no. no. When I was a kid, uh, Chris, yeah. yeah, Chris, Chris Gallo, uh, who is one of the hosts of Rediscovering the Indies, right here on our network. He, he, they all know how bad shit that, oh, that yeah. Val has got, kind of yeah. gone. He actually took a picture with uh, Val Venus at one of the Russell, the the WrestleMania like co- conventions that they do the weekend of, mm-hmm. and uh, he tried to open up his shirt. He opened up his shirt <laughs> a little bit when the uh, when. Chris did when the when the picture was taken. It says Valvinus believes in lizard people or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> and he but he closed his shirt up really quick. Oh, That's amazing. So That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> all right, the next one it talks about is the brawl for all. Uh, oh, I want oh. I want to cover this as a topic at some point on the show. But man, what a terrible idea, right? <laughs> Why can't <laughs> I remember this? What was brawl for all again? It's it's it was when that they boxing were, tournament. Yeah. It's oh yes, no, yeah. yes, yes. Oh God, whose idea, right? Well, Good God. it's Vince Russo's idea. Yeah, and yeah. There's a really great. Um, what's that show? It's on Vice. Dark Side uh, of the Ring. They did yeah, a very good job. Yeah. It's a very good episode on this. Uh, he, basically, he did it because he wanted to see Bradshaw get knocked out. Yeah, yeah that's he, what it was. He hated JBL, which, from the sounds of it, during this time, that he was not alone in this. Yeah, but, that was everyone. <laughs> they just want to see him get knocked out. <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah, the next one it talks about is uh, sexual chocolate. Uh, Mark Andrew and the hand, of course. Uh, what a what a man that Mark Henry to me is someone I can look at and be like when he first came out and he was doing the sexual chocolate thing I thought he was very entertaining but also felt like that's you know you're, you're it's gonna be very tough to rise above that mm-hmm. right that gimmick mm-hmm. but he dude, found a way how to get away definitely from it. Yeah. Did. a couple resets it took a couple resets but mm-hmm. but yeah. he but he went but it's just remarkable for me that he went from that to being the guy who gave uh probably one of the best promos when he the john cena that one time you know that when you they were transsexual chocolate yeah. in that promo yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how far this guy's come from giving birth to being a father of a hand uh it's pretty impressive yes mate uh but uh also during this era again uh wcw 2000s you have mike awesome who whose gimmick now during this time uh, was that he was really into and i'm using what they said this is them uh as a large man myself i really did find it a little offensive <laughs> but uh, but he was really into uh, fat chicks and uh so he would come to the ring with some larger ladies and he was really playing into that uh, but for whatever reason i just felt like it was trying to be what mark henry was doing so if mark henry wasn't really doing that but mm-hmm. I just felt like they were trying to take sort of that idea and change it a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. right. uh, add some comedy to it. But, uh, man, uh, Mark Henry was real talent, though, right? Th- this guy was super heavyweight who I would not mess with, even if he was, you know, even if his son was a little hand running around. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mark Henry was legit. I mean, like I said, yeah. his attitude error run wasn't all that great. A lot of memorable stuff, but – Man, his stuff later on, Ruthless Aggression Era, PG Era was so, so, so much better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely one of the top things in that era, I think. Oh, for sure. Whenever we discuss that, for sure. Uh, The next thing is, (laughs) uh, this is, uh, I remember watching this live and mouth agape. (laughs) Uh, The boss man crashes Big Show's father's funeral. Oh, God. Wow. That's (laughs) right. And I definitely... Definitely remember the the car yep. driving with the coffin, yep. the big show on the coffin. So <laughs> yep. So, so wrong in so many instances. What was the title of this list? Uh, the storylines that made no sense. Oh, that's right. Okay. Oof. Yeah, that was very awkward. How do you shoot that? Like, what cemetery is like, yeah, you can go ahead and do that. Sure, why not? <laughs> it was a real cemetery. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, who's like what cemetery is like, yeah, you can go ahead and just 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 drive off with a casket and that Jeez. that's normal. That's totally normal. I think I'm pretty sure they discussed this in one of the Conrad Thompson podcasts. I think uh, they did. But it was very much a real <laughs> they got permission from a real cemetery to do all this. And they got people you, to stand there yeah. and have to take it seriously. Like they had people get that you have to go there and have to pretend like you know to be this is really happening. Yeah. <laughs> 
Good lord. Could you imagine if you're just there, you know, just visiting. to pay respects? You're like, pay I haven't seen, I haven't seen Grandma's grave in a while. Yeah. You brought flowers. <laughs> you're even there with the intent to clean it up because no one's been out there for a while. You right, know, yeah. the weeds are kind of growing around. Then all of a sudden, all this shit's going down behind you. <laughs> Big you show those... sliding from side to side on the road. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> got a casket. It's like, what you see this car dude? pulling a casket with an incredibly large man. <laughs> Grandma, this is the first time I'm visiting you since you're. You passed. It's been 15 years. It's been so hard for me to come out here. <laughs> Good God. All right. And I'll end it with this one. Uh, this is another big boss man. I forgot he was involved in so many of these, but a big boss man feeds Pepper to Al Snow. Oh, wow. I don't remember that one. That's vaguely uh, that familiar. Was, that was Al Snow's yeah. dog. Yeah. And he feeds it to Al Snow. I definitely oh remember this. God. For sure. I don't remember. Why don't I this remember led, this? This led to that uh, very infamous uh, Kennel from Hell match. Uh, <laughs> oh. at, um, uh, it's at Unforgiven 1999. Wow. And that's the one where they had all the real dogs around. And what a disaster that was because you had real animals. <laughs> just uh, wow. doing what real animals do. <laughs> wow. My God. Only wrestling. Only in wrestling. Oh man, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's just some of the storylines. Uh, Let me ask you real quick, there. off the top of your heads, uh, for Matt, what is probably one of your favorite like like Attitude Era storylines that was just like out there, crazy or intense or like this? Like WTF was that? <laughs> I mean, really, uh, it, it, the easy answer is always going to be Austin Rock or Austin McMahon in this yeah. era. But like it, you know, as as far as a very intense feud. Um, but wild and crazy. Because <sighs> in my mind, do you guys consider do you guys consider the Austin Pillman feud as part of the attitude, or is that what's at the very beginning to start kicking it off? That's kind it, of another pivot point, I guess, where we could say it yeah. started from. Because it went wild with the whole gun yeah. thing and and them going off I mean, air and apologize. everyone thinking like what yeah. was happening exactly. They had to have an official apology. For yeah. That. They did. That's, that for me is always memorable. I always remember that. And I, I remember seeing it live, just being like, it impresses on me, especially how wild-eyed Pillman looked. You know what I mean? Like, it was yeah. so crazy, dude. It I felt so he, real. I remember when Test had of... his heart broken. That was, <laughs> yeah. that was a shocker. Now now they do wet wrestling weddings in McGall. What's going to happen? Yeah. And then and Tess got buried after that. Triple H stole his wife and his... <laughs> His his kayfabe wife and his push. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all in one, all in one uh, fell swoop there. Yeah, but he was kind of known for that at that time. I remember really, uh, as, right after the Attitude Era was kind of the rise of Triple H, mm-hmm. and yeah, uh, he kind of people. I think people kind of forget this because now he's kind of associated with NXT and all these good things about wrestling. But I definitely remember a, a time when he was doing the John Cena and he wasn't losing to yeah. anybody yeah and he was winning right. titles left and right and it was getting on my nerves <laughs> yeah think, it was tough man it, it was a tough era and i think it kind of took him oddly enough getting hurt and then coming back for people to get behind him again mm-hmm. uh, but uh the other thing that i definitely remember and, I, and this is just kind of adding to uh the vince mcmahon of it all is even when this man comes to the ring uh even his walk right even the way he walks <laughs> is iconic but that time when i don't even remember which era this was in yeah i don't even remember i don't even think this was attitude era it was close to it if i'm thinking right but when he literally blew out both of his achilles oh yeah that was <laughs> like, his, five, hamstr- yeah. his hamstrings that was what are they? his hammies yeah oh five yeah. rumble yep so that's just uh oh, man that guy Oof. was a- <laughs> Oh man, that did not feel good. I bet that's just a. I'm sure it did. <laughs> but he kept going, man. That's what you do. Uh, but yeah, um, I'm trying to think of what mine would be when it comes to. I mean, I was such a McFoley mark that it 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 would probably be when he was got thrown <laughs> off that cage. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. The cage that I legit remember watching that being a big McFoley fan. Being first of all, I was like, holy crap, that's cool, and then legit being like, oh my gosh, my favorite wrestler. He's dead. Able to walk again, or he's dead. Yeah, uh, and then he went through the cage twice. The <laughs> second time was worse. 
Yeah. Uh, man, that's that's probably the worst for me. Is that, uh, which is weird because a lot of people think that's what made him. Mm-hmm. And I I will argue that all day long that that's not true. Right. But uh, yeah. So that's it's probably that uh, would would be it for me. But definitely, I mean, we've already brought it up a bunch. The most WTF moment for me is when they really set up this this old lady being pregnant <laughs> and it's a big deal and then she gives Go birth to a hand yeah. that just remind me when the dudley boys power bombed her or her fabulous <laughs> we were may young through the table that was pretty nuts that was pretty wild nice. I, I, yeah man some uh some wild wild times there oh yeah uh, but i think for sure uh we're kind of winding down a little bit here so let's 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 talk about it guys um while the attitude era was vital in really bringing wrestling to the forefront i also think that today and i know actually i know because i went back and tried to watch it that there's a lot of stuff on it that just in today's era and how we've grown as a society or however you want to look at it and this is not being stalled this is not any of that stuff it's just that some of the stuff just doesn't like they'll say these things and I will cringe and Mm -hmm. it takes a lot to make me cringe, but they'll just use some language. I call some people, some things. And I'm like, Oh, that's just gross. (laughs) Like really (laughs) terribly gross stuff. Uh, So a lot of people who want the attitude era to quote unquote, come back. Mm. uh, A, it can't not exactly as it was. Mm -mm. Uh, B, if it does, it has to change. It's got to change. It would be too cringe worthy. Yeah, attitude today. I think with is society nowadays, then. yeah, I think with the way society is nowadays, it it, it wouldn't get very far. I mean, I, you know, with with cancel culture and stuff like that, I think if any of this stuff was on TV today, it would be instantly just just destroyed, but just demolished. I, I really truly yeah. Don't. We look back at it because we grew up in that era, and it was it was like normal, I guess. And as weird as it sounds, it was normal for us back in the day. But a man, if a new audience get, sees this now. I don't think it would work. I mean, there's yeah. just too many vested interests in, in, in wrestling nowadays too. It's too, uh, it's too corporate. It's yeah. too, um, too many sponsors, too many, you know, uh, investors, so to speak. Yeah. And it would just, uh, you know, people want to want their company image associated with May Young birthing a hand um, <laughs> or draws throwing up on, on cue or stuff like that. That's unfortunately, that's the way it kind of, it kind of went. Um, I think I think you, there's aspects that would trans, transfer well, right? Like you could still yeah. see it today. And as a matter of fact, we do see it today. I don't really watch or keep current on what's happening, but I know enough that, you know, AEW is really kind of pushing the envelope with language. Um, they totally brought blood back like it's not a big deal. You know, they took a couple, they, they took some heat in their first year for taking unprotected chair shots. So like they were doing, they're, they're kind of pushing their envelope. What I think you'll won't see is the kind of um, just the way you kind of look down at other types of people, the way you kind of tear people down, that kind of thing, anything that seems derogatory or, or, or that regard. And you're not going to see anything that's uh, going to be too over-sexualized in terms of like the way they represent women. You know what I mean? Cause women now have a different role in wrestling. It's not about, absolutely, you know, being the body or the woman to look at, you know, over the past few years, we've seen the women's revolution in terms of these ladies coming in and outworking the guys. You know what I mean? When we saw yeah. Becky Lynch turn into the man, it was like, holy shit, you can't go ever go back to the raw era because that's never going to fly anymore with the women. It just won't. Yeah. Yeah. Brown Penny's no. matches are gone. Yeah. No. And, and I, I'm for one, I'm really glad because the man, what stuff would we be robbed of if it wasn't for that stuff going away? You know, every 13 year old uh, boy hates you right now, though. <laughs> Oh, I get it. I was 13 once too. Oh, trust yeah. Me. I, we were happy we got it. Yeah, trust me. Uh, uh, young Johnny here remembers seeing uh, Stacy Keebler's legs. Do not get me wrong. I understand. But I'm so <laughs> glad that we've kind of gone past that. Yes, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, every 13-year-old hopefully grows up. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's a, different, it's a different world yeah. now. So uh, it's it, it's just the, the attitude error. I think here's the other thing, too the attitude era had such great wrestlers, such great talent that I think that even without uh, that uh, type of programming, they would have found a way to shine in some way. Uh, you're not going to sit here and tell me that 
uh, that Stone Cold versus McMahon storyline wouldn't work today. They wouldn't. It would work today. Oh yeah. I mean, that's everybody wants to stun their boss, right? Mm-hmm. You've had a boss yeah. you didn't like. They've uh, tried so that, to duplicate that for a long. It's it's never much. hit quite like that. You're right. Yeah. It's never hit quite like that. But you know, if it's done well, it's it, mm-hmm. it definitely works. And it does work again sometimes, right? Like the Daniel Bryan. Yeah. One would yeah. be a good example oh, guess, of it yes. working. Right. Yes. So it right. can work again. So it's it it's not that it won't. Uh, you know, so there are some storylines you can kind of take from there and sort of give them a redo or uh, change them around a little bit. Uh, but it's, uh, it, you know, it's just that sometimes things change for the better. And I do think that like wrestlers like Stone Cold, uh, like The Rock, like you know Mick Foley, uh, Undertaker, Kane. You know, all these guys uh, definitely could have still shined if they were in their prime today, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. And that's without, uh, you know, uh, choppy choppy. So, <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else about the Attitude Era you guys want to bring up before we get out of here? I mean, we could talk oh, for hours and hours and hours for as awesome as it was. You know what I we mean? We really could. But yeah, yeah really I think it's could. great. You know, and we'll, I mean, we will revisit it. Like some of the, the random themes and stuff that we have selected for Harley Kayfabe, our matches, you know, storylines, stuff like that. And there, we're going to be revisiting this. This won't be a one-time kind of trip to the Attitude Era uh, for memory lane. So uh, listeners, don't fret. We will be back uh, to this time period at some point. Yeah. <laughs>